Well, we are wrapping up our series called Mission Critical. And today I want to share a message that I simply entitled Building the Kingdom. And I want to tell you about Ray. Ray was broke. Ray had fallen on hard times. The bank was foreclosing on Ray's farm. And as Ray walked through his cornfield in Iowa, he heard a voice. If you build it, he will come. <laughs> he asked his wife, did you hear that voice? She said, no. And once again, he heard it. If you build it, he will come. Now that is an inspiring line from a 1989 movie called The Field of Dreams starring Kevin Costner. And it may be an inspiring line, but it's a terrible business plan. <laughs> Let's look at the business plan that God has given us as his church. We've read it before, but Mark chapter 16 Verses 15 through the first part of verse 16, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And then in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Friends, the church is called to build the kingdom. Now you might be wondering, what is the kingdom? What are you really talking about? Let's take a look at that for a moment because the Bible talks about two kingdoms and they're very different kingdoms. One of those kingdoms is the kingdom of God and the other, the kingdom of Satan. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, the Apostle Paul refers to Satan as the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So Satan has been given a kingdom, but I want you to remember that he is a created being. That God created him, that he began as an angel in heaven. He was created by God. His power that he has here on earth, his dominion that he has here on earth is limited. It is limited in scope. It is limited in time. In fact, his rule is temporary. If you read the book of Revelation, and I hope that you have, we find out that his final destination will be eternity in the lake of fire. But on the other hand, in John chapter 18, verse 36, Jesus talks about his kingdom. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. He wasn't referring to an earthly kingdom set up here on this earth. In his Sermon in the Mount, early on in his ministry, Jesus said this, when you pray, you should pray, your king, speaking to the Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is not stationary. The kingdom of God is dynamic. It is moving. It is changing. It is growing all the time. It is not in a static location. It is not static in and of itself. It is dynamic. 
Jesus said, don't worry about the food that you eat or the clothes that you wear. Now, I'm glad that all of you worried to some extent, at least far enough that you have clothes on this morning. But Jesus said, don't, don't worry about those things. Don't worry about those things, but rather seek the kingdom of God. In Matthew 6, during that Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, the kingdom is to be sought above all else. Maybe you're wondering, how can I get access into this kingdom? If this is a kingdom that is not of this world, how can I become a part of it? Well, Jesus tells us precisely how we can become part of that kingdom. In John chapter 3, verses 5 to 7, it says, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. So spiritual rebirth in the name of Jesus, through the grace that Paul talks about, it is by grace that we are saved through faith. And not just a general faith but faith that Jesus is the Savior of the world and that through his death we can receive atonement and forgiveness for our sins. It's through that rebirth that we are able to enter into the kingdom of God. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, the Apostle Paul says this, For he has rescued us, Jesus has rescued us, from the dominion of darkness. <clears throat> you see, at one time, each and every one of us were part of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. And Jesus came to rescue us out of that kingdom. Let me go on where he said that he brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. God has rescued us from Satan's kingdom and brought us into the kingdom of his son. I love what Vincent says in his word study. He said, the kingdom of God is an economy. It includes and implies the organized Christian Communities. So the kingdom of God is the totality of the Christian community here on earth. The Old Testament scholar Graham Goldsworthy said this, it's God's people in God's place under God's rule. In Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18, he said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The church is called to build that kingdom, and those two kingdoms stand opposed to one another. They are at war with each other. The kingdom of his new birth against the kingdom of death. Last week, we talked about our missions strategy and how important global missions is in that strategy. 
for those of you that may be new to Silver Creek Church and do not realize that we are part of a fellowship of churches called the Assemblies of God that was formed in 1914. And the charter purpose, one of the primary charter purposes for our fellowship was to be a missions-sending organization that we would work with missionaries, as you have seen, and that we would help to send them throughout the world. And our fellowship actually works to see them raised up, to see them uh, come to the place that, that they are sure of that calling, that they have the ability to survive in foreign countries, that they have the ability to find the financial support in order to do it, and they are part of a network of churches. And currently, we have 2,685 missionaries that are in 252 countries in the world. Maybe you wonder, <laughs> thank you. It's the first time I've ever had that experience. You might wonder, well, does the world really need that? Eric Cooper says this, that 42% of the world's, the global population can be born, live, and die without ever even meeting a Christian, let alone hear the good news of the gospel. Friends, the world needs Jesus, and the world needs the body of Christ to send we talked about that last week. There's much to be done around the world, but the question for today is, what about Jerusalem? What about Judea? How are we building the kingdom of God here? Well, one of the things that we're doing is we're working with local ministries that exist right here in our own community. He said, Jesus he said that we would be his witnesses in Jerusalem. In other words, right here where, where he was speaking, you're going to be my witnesses right here in this community. That's for us. That's Marquette. Or if you live in Scandia, it's Scandia. If you live in, in Gwyn or on Sawyer, that's, that's your Jerusalem. He said, you're going to be my witnesses right there. We have a responsibility to our community. To build the kingdom of God. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. This is a prophecy by the prophet Isaiah about the Messiah. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. God has called us to build the kingdom of God in our community to push back the kingdom of darkness. We have local ministries that we support that are engaged in this exact type of, uh, of ongoing ministry along with us, beside us. One of those, we call it the care clinic. There's one here in Marquette. There's one in Ishpeming. There's also one on Sawyer. And they offer physical, emotional, spiritual, and educational support that equips in parenting and life skills and develops a heart attitude that values life. Last year in 2021, they had 176 unique visits 
176 ladies that walked through the door that needed help. And 44 of those situations, they were able to provide ultrasounds at no cost where they could verify their pregnancy. Just a few weeks ago, I went to their banquet uh, that, that really is a fundraising banquet, and we heard stories of how God has, has saved lives. And when I say that, I mean spiritually and physically. Through their ministry, many of those that walk through their doors make a commitment to Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And we heard stories of how God has saved the lives of babies through that ministry. This summer, I know that there was a lot of you there because I saw you there, but at UP City Fest, hundreds of people at City Fest raised their hand to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We partner with ministries. We partner with activities like that in our community so that we can present the gospel of Jesus Christ in our community. We support Nate Musser, his wife Emily, as they engage in campus ministry here at NMU through InterVarsity Christian Fellowship to establish and advance at colleges and universities just like ours, witnessing communities of students and faculty who follow Jesus as Savior and Lord. They are seeking to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to grow and build the kingdom of God. But we can't do it by ourselves. We need partners. I remember a few years ago when I realized that we needed to partner with other people that, that, that can do things that we can't do, that can provide things that we cannot provide if we're going to reach our community. Paul said it this way in Philippians 1.5. I talked about it last week. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, who will partner with us as a local church? Who will partner with us to help us reach our community. Well, we partner with an organization that we know very well called Lead Missions International. Madison and Claudia were a part of our church for eight or nine years before relocating to the state of Florida to get a warm weather. (laughs) But they have hurricanes, so... (laughs) But the, the goal, the mission of that ministry is to transform lives, communities, and nations through the modeling of servant leadership. Who's the greatest servant leadership that's ever walked the face of the earth? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I have had the privilege of sitting with Madison in an audience with the prime minister of his home country of Cameroon and see him invite the the prime minister and his cabinet to come to an event where Jesus is glorified. What does the scripture say? Matthew chapter 10, verse 18, on my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. Friends, we partner with people that take the message of the cross 
around the world. Those that help make us more effective. We partner with organizations like New Threads of Hope. Through partnerships with faith-based agencies, they offer hope for a better life to people living on the margins. We, we uh, just, just uh, a little more than a week ago, we were able to give away $87,000 in brand new clothing to people who needed it. You could not believe the response by these community members. We've been able to give away about a million dollars in that clothing over the last few years. We partner with people like Convoy of Hope, the rural initiative. They help churches to strengthen their communities through partnership with community stakeholders. Remember when the, the, the semi-truck of Clorox bleach came? You know, people haven't forgotten that. They still talk to me about that. Here just a few weeks ago, we were able to give another semi-truck away of, of hand sanitizer and alcohol wipes. And we weren't giving those uh, to, 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 to just people in the church. Those things went to schools, our, our schools here in our community. They went to daycares senior centers, and went to the Beacon House, to nonprofits, to ministries, to our own township here in Chocolate, to teaching family homes down the street, and anyone else that said, I can use it, we were able to share that in the name of Jesus, in the love of Christ, as we minister to our community. That's a strategic partner because I guarantee you we could not have afforded the semi-truck full of that product. And we probably wouldn't have wanted to see the bill to ship it from Connecticut to get here. But you see, with strategic partners, we get a phone call that says, hey, can you, uh, can you use this? And my answer is, yes, we can. And yes, we will. Mark chapter 9, verse 41, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, anyone who gives a cup of cold water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their rewards. Our partners help us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then there's this thing that we like to refer to as community outreach. Matthew chapter 25, Jesus said this in, in verses 35 and 36. He said, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. After we purchased this building 17 years ago. I remember looking from the center part of the building, I remember looking east and west and thinking, that is a long way to those doors. And I could, it was, it was hard to envision walking all the way to one side or all the way to the other. I, I was thinking, you know what? When I was a kid, I was at the GM plant uh, where my dad worked and they had bikes everywhere. I thought, we need bikes in this place. It's so long. It's so far. And I remember, I remember having this thought, Lord, I, I want to see seven days a week from door to door. I want to see this building being used for your glory to build the kingdom of God. 
And, and at the time, that seemed like something that was so fantastic, that was so crazy, that was so impossible that it could never happen. And then God brought the idea of the thrift store. Oh, I'm so happy that Jennifer said, you know what, I'm going to present this idea. And she asked me, what do you think? You think the board will go for something like that? I want to tell you what a man of faith and power am, I am. I said, no. <laughs> I do not think that the board will agree to something like that. And she came anyway. And she presented that idea and the board said, yes. And that ministry has provided a, a long way toward that vision of, of end to end, door to door seven days a week. God is doing great things. I got, I, got a, I got to tell you, I got a letter this last week from the Great Lakes Recovery Center from Sue B's house. Some of you know what that, what that place is. They had brought a number of their ladies. These are women, by their own definition, who are starting over with nothing. And we were able to give them kitchen equipment and utensils, shoes, clothing, lamps, furniture, baby toys, books. These things, in their own words, were an answer to prayer. Friends, there are people praying that they will be able to get things that they need. And God uses Silver Creek Thrift to be able to give it to them. And here's what they said in their letter. Your generosity made a difference in our lives. Friends, that's what God is doing. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, the, the apostle John writes this, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no, has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? When this whole thing started, I, I couldn't say, how in the world will this work? And I remember at the time we were looking at, at just uh, filling this room with clothing for, the, for our, what at the time was our block party. Now we call it Backpack SOS. And Jennifer said, well, we'll put out boxes in the community. People donate clothes. I thought, you're nuts. You're crazy. And then there was 4,000 pieces of clothing that were in this room. And that was the first step that led to the thrift store. And literally on a daily basis, from Tuesday to Saturday, people pull up and they take from their car things that they give us that we sell. And we sell it and then we can reinvest it. We can reinvest it in Operation Winterwear, buying hundreds of of coats and boots and snow pants. We can buy hundreds of backpacks. We can buy thousands of pounds of food. And our community gives us the ability to do that. I mentioned Backpack SOS. Almost 700 backpacks this year. Operation Winterwear that we just finished. I told you last week, 483 coats, 243 pairs of boots, 151 pairs of snow pants. We are, all, we are, we are literally excited for when everything goes on clearance. 
We go in, we go, this is, I'm not joking you. We go in and, 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 and when I see the clearance sign, I just find the employee who's working in that area and I said, I want it. What do you want? I want it all, all, because, because that's what we need. That's what we need. Hundreds of people need those things and God has given us the wherewithal through that ministry to meet that need. That is incredible to me. During our feeding events in 2021, in partnership with Feeding America, 4,371 families received food in 2021. And this year, we're 400 families above what we were last year. The numbers keep growing and growing and growing. James chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. James, the brother of Jesus, half-brother of Jesus, says this. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes or, and daily food. If one, of them, if, if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Verse 17, the next verse. He said those famous words, faith without action is dead. Faith in action looks like things like serve week when we go out in the community and we do things for other people rather than doing things for ourselves. It looks like it looks like people like Mark Levac going into the prison here locally to preach the gospel to prisoners on a weekly basis. It looks like serving our community. I'm excited to let you know that next summer we're planning to work with Convoy of Hope to take a team from Silver Creek to join with another church and to go to another state to a church that has some sort of a project to do that we're going to be a part of. We are going to build the kingdom. We are, in essence, we are missionaries ourselves. Friends, God is calling us to be kingdom builders, and we accomplish that here in our community by being good neighbors to those that are around us. We're going to continue building that kingdom. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 10, Isaiah was prophesying about the oppressed, those who were held in bondage who could not get free. Here's what Isaiah said, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. Friends, when we minister to the needs of others, the light of Jesus Christ shines in a dark world. You say, what can I do to build the kingdom of God? There's a lot of things that you can do. When you walk into that office and you see the receptionist, you see the tears in her eyes, don't just walk away. Say, I see that there's tears in your eyes. How can I pray with you today? And offer that quiet, brief moment of prayer because you never know what God's going to do. You can share the gospel of Jesus Christ 
with a friend. You can serve at one of our outreach ministries like Feeding America or Backpack SOS or Operation Winterwear. You can support financially kingdom builders as we support missionaries that go around the world to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Costner said, if you build it, he will come. Friends, this isn't a baseball field in Iowa. It's the kingdom of God. And when we read the book of Revelation, we see that every nation, every tribe, every tongue will be gathered in heaven. And they're not all reached yet. And it's up to us to build the kingdom of God. Would you stand with me? Father, I thank you. I thank you for placing Silver Creek Church in this community. Lord, 30 years ago, as Faith Assembly of God. And Father, I thank you for the testimony of this church over those last 30 years as we've preached the gospel. Lord, as we have reached and we have ministered and we have served. Father, I thank you for those that sacrifice that this church might exist. And now in 2022, Father, I pray that you will continue to give us the, 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 the command that we need, the instruction that we need, the wisdom that we need to build the kingdom of God today in Marquette County and surrounding counties where we have influence. Father, I pray for your leading today. God, make us builders of your kingdom. Father, help us to participate in this critical mission of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to our own Jerusalem and Judea, but to Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. Father, I pray that we would not sit on our hands, but that we would be actively participating in building your kingdom. Father, I thank you and I praise you today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. It has been so great to worship with you today.